Niggas ain't your niggas. That's what she said. I'm 50% of Duce and it's dead free, yeah. 100% of Ace of Spade, worth half a beat. Ooh. Rock Nation, half of that, that's my piece. 100% of title to bust it up with my cheese. You hear what the man said? Forbes has officially estimated that Jay Z is worth a billion dollars, which makes him the first official hip hop billionaire. I thought it was a. Uh, Dr. Dre, but apparently the percentages was wrong on the Apple deal. So shout out to Hove. But uh welcome to the Council on the Clutch Podcast, episode number 21. I'm your boy Kyle. Today I'm joined by Roy. Yo. SP. It's your boy. <laughs> <laughs> Q. Salutations. And uh Dion was here, but we know I'm not gonna be here. We are not gonna be here. We know how that's going to be every week. So let's go get started with the uh, NBA Finals. Uh, at this point, they already played two games. So uh, the series is 1-1. Uh, Toronto took the first game at home. Uh, Golden State snuck one out. You know, Toronto last night, they got another one. Well, not last night, the other night. And they play uh, on Wednesday, game three. Uh, what y'all think about the series so far? Who y'all got winning? Well, we already know who y'all got winning, never mind. But uh, what y'all think about the series? I was surprised that Toronto pulled that first game out. <laughs> Um, Clay hasn't been playing like I anticipated. Draymond has though. Um, I thought that he would he would play fairly well. He has. Um, I guess the dark horse you could say at least in game two was Demarcus Cousins. He did have a double double, and he just came back from that injury. So I feel like that's what propelled the Warriors to that game two win. Um. And then obviously we know how Siakam carried carried it in game one as far as leading the Raptors to the victory as far as scoring wise anyway. I feel like um Kawhi played pretty pretty well on both ends, so about about where I anticipated it at. Still Warriors and six, so All right, Roy. Uh, you know, unfortunately number two still playing pretty good basketball, but I got the Warriors in five, hopefully. Um, I really don't want KD to get another ring, but hopefully Clay and Steph can, you know, overshadow KD's success with they, uh success. Is this a light skin thing? Yeah, yeah, team light skin. But I'm a little upset, though, because my man, you know what I'm saying? I ain't really light skin. I'm more dark skin than anybody. But uh, it'd be funny because Drake is really like, it's funny laughing at Drake because he really be emotionally attached to the game like he playing. He was. You can tell he was that kid that really – was trash at sports. Yeah, and he's, <laughs> and he's embra- he embraces it too way too much. Yeah, I agree. But yeah, Q, nah. uh, your 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 Warriors in three is off, so you are gonna move that up to Warriors in five? Nah, I still got Warriors in three. Don't worry how it's gonna happen. Nah, but uh, I I think my my actual answer is Warriors in six. You never answered it. You you said three. And just oh, kept moving. Okay, my bad. Well, my <laughs> official answer is six. I I didn't. I didn't think they was going to uh, – uh, Toronto was going to get game one. I thought they were going to win game two. But like SP said, Siakam came and he balled out. But I think Golden State going to win both these home games. Toronto going to take game five at home. And Golden State going to close it out in, uh, in six at home. Last game in the old arena. Yeah, I, th- I think that's that's how it's gonna play out. I don't see it going to seven, and I I, I still think Toronto gonna sneak another one in just because the Warriors they they play down to their opponents, and now should have the team hurt. So it's it's real iffy. Like if if Clay don't play next game, they Toronto gotta they gotta take that. Even still, with like Boogie, he he played pretty decent, but if if Clay don't play. And even uh, Looney, because he he been putting that solid time off the bench. 
if like all of their hurt people don't play, then Toronto got to take that game. If they don't, they they definitely die. Yeah, because Kyle, we know Kyle Lowry's not gonna get the job done. So who? <laughs> exactly. That man Kyle Lowry has not been showing up at all. But um, y'all got any more comments on the NBA? Yeah, what about Siaka? You think he can find another night like game one? Nope. <laughs> all right. That ain't that ain't, that ain't him. He, nah. he had a, he had a solid game, but that ain't that ain't like he a twenty point a night guy. Yeah, you, I agree. I think, I think I saw he averaged like eleven for his career, eleven points for his career, and yeah. sixteen for this specific season. So that was a that was a career night for him, but that ain't nothing that he gonna be just be running up on the regular. I'm gonna go out here on a limb and say that Draymond, or it's either gonna be Draymond or Steph that give the MVP. But I'm leaning toward Draymond. They going Draymond can have a triple double every game and he's still gonna give it to Steph. You already know how that's gonna work. Nah, I agree with SP. They gonna get us on the Steph, man. Hopefully the uh, the Raptors win. So I hope they give it to Clay, man. Since he can't get the super max, at least give him that. <laughs> Final MVP. You play two games. Final MVP. Yeah, that's all it takes. Hey, right. if Andre Iguodala can get it, then anybody can get it. Well, we know why he got that. But uh, moving off of basketball, uh, we want to go over the hip hop real quick. So um, recently, uh, Lord Jamal, who's a older rapper fellow, uh, pretty much been throwing a lot of shade at Eminem. Uh, he's been uh, pretty much making a lot of points of saying black folk don't really bang with Eminem like that. He was like, niggas don't get ready to go to the club, listen to Eminem. Niggas ain't riding through the street, listen to Eminem. And he pretty much said that Eminem's, the hype of Eminem in his career is pretty much because he's white. So how do y'all feel about that statement? Do y'all think Eminem's career has been hyped because of his, uh, his being white? I ain't a music person, so I'm gonna probably sound like a hater, but I 100% agree. I mean, I- I've listened to a couple Eminem songs, but it ain't like I'm going out here on Apple Music looking for an Eminem playlist. If it come on, you know everybody gonna vibe to it. But he he got I mean he got bars, but I definitely think his legacy was hyped because um, of the movie. And then it, he's white, hundred percent. SP. Yeah, I piggyback off Rory on that one. To be honest with you, um, I mean lyrically he's a beast. But the movie definitely propelled his legacy um, just because when you think about Eminem, like like Rory said, it's not really somebody that you you looking for as far as like Apple Music playlist or Spotify playlist or like randomly playing Eminem music. I don't know. That's 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 your your average person isn't doing that. Um, So to say that, I mean, you have some people that say that he's a goat of rap. So to put him at such a high pedestal um, is crazy to me. And obviously, I think that part of that is his, uh, his ethnicity, for sure. Um, yeah. It's about, uh, yeah. <laughs> I agree. Simply. Right. Oh, go ahead. Go my bad. No, I was going to say simply short. I agree. All right, Q. Uh... I think I think his hype, a lot of his hype does come off the fact that he's white. But uh how to put it. I don't know. I I just if he was black, I don't know how he would have been taken because what he raps about is especially back in the day, which built him up was the weird shit. Like all of, y'all know what he was rapping about back then. So I mean, it's a lot of black rappers that do that, but don't nobody know about them. But yeah, see, because they're not, yeah. because they they not they're not one the time doing that shit now is different than doing it back then because there's a shortage of uh, white rappers back then. It's, I mean, it was a couple out, but nah, what he, he was rapping wasn't even a lot of white. He came at a time where it was only him for real. You got to think nah, about it. What's the name was back then too? Huh? His first album dropped in ninety nine, like ninety nine, two thousand. It was white rappers back then. Who? I I'll let you know later on in the podcast. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Before it come to yeah, yeah, yeah you lost that one, Q. Nah, not, not yet. Let me Google it first, and then I'll. No, no, you looking like Anthony Joshua on that. <laughs> <laughs> Any, anywho, he uh, 
I don't know. I I think it, it like SP said, he, rapping lyrically, he's he's one of the top people. But I don't I don't know, buddy. Whoever you said the dude was that was throwing shade at him, I don't I don't think that was justified to come at him like that because M M got hits like a lot of hits. So even though people ain't checking for him, or your comment, your average person ain't checking for him. Your average person only checks for what's popping currently. They they not going off of their knowledge of music because they don't know music. They just know what's in the club and what their friends and social media are talking about. So they not they not out looking for him because he's not the, the name in the streets right now. Who was the guy that came for him? No, I, I missed that part. I heard Kyle say it, but I won't really you know. I, I don't know who that is. Dude named he says some old Lamar. old rapper. He's like, he's old, but he was in a group like back in the early nineties. Uh, they be hating. He's just trying to get some clout. Like, I was about to say he sounded like a nigga trying to get his name out there. Yeah, that's all. He's trying to get on social media because ain't no ain't none of his music playing no more. Yeah, but now nah, I don't think I do think like I said, M's legacy is hype because he was white. But I don't think that was like solely why it was, why he's so high up on the pedestal. I think literally he can actually rap, so that that what kept him there for so long, and that's why he's revered as one of the one of the greatest to ever do it. It's because of the fact that he's white, but he can also rap, and there's a shortage of that. So he's kind of he's in that class that class by himself, Roberts. Um, I feel like it's a combination of what everybody's saying. Um, one, hey, y'all get ready for this one. Me too. <laughs> no, nah, he like M. Like if you if you break it down lyrically, M is one of the dopest lyricists that we got. But at the same time, his favorite rapper is Method Man, and a lot of people don't give Method Man the rapping credit. But Method Man be on that stuff. Like Method Man can spit too. So it, it's funny that when you're talking about people ain't on the same stuff. Like you got black rappers that's kind of on the same wave that Eminem was back in the day. You got Tech Nine. You got Hopkins. Hopkins. But don't nobody really check for them unless you got that core fan base and the people that know you, right? And most of those people are Eminem fans, but the masses aren't really checking for them. So anytime you go back and listen to or watch any old interviews when people were talking about, oh, when Eminem first came out, this, that, they always say, yo, when I found out he was white or I ain't know a white boy can spit like that. I think that's like another thing, like the hype of it is because he's white, because even in the old interviews, Dr. Dre's like, yo, for a white boy, he can spit. 50, like, oh, man, you know, M, you my favorite white boy. You know, all those things, anytime somebody's references him, a lot of the times they reference him, him being white. But skill-wise, he's there. But at the end of the day, the whole GOAT thing, just because you can rhyme a lot of words really fast don't make you the GOAT. But that's one of those things where if you're going to be the greatest of all time, that's all subjective anyway. Nobody's ever going to have the same greatest of all time when it comes to rap. But honestly, I think it is. Um, I think his... uh him being white does help out a lot, especially because the lack of white rappers at the time when he came out, you had all the little white boys and girls. And most people that go to concerts are usually suburban white kids. Most people who actually bought albums back in the day were like suburban white people. So they kind of said, oh, Eminem, that was their introduction to rap. So they will have higher, like hold him to a higher pedestal than they would a Jay-Z or a Method Man or Big U or Pop because that's their first introduction to rap. So I think the him being white is a big factor of it, but I'm not going to sit here and say that he trashed at all because uh, up until the Eminem show, I mean, well, pretty much Eminem show back, those are dope albums. Everything after that, when he sobered up, eh, not saying we want him on drugs, but <laughs> the albums weren't good. But at the end of the day, I think it he had valid points, but I think the person who said it, like Roy said, it comes off a little bit. Well, I think Hugh said it more so. It sounds like he's kind of hating just because he's in the industry and his music hasn't been played 20 plus years. But that's my take on it. Yeah, I think the deciding, in my opinion anyway, I think the deciding factor to answer this question as far as a basic answer is if, and Q said it earlier, but he didn't really expand on it. If Eminem were black, would he receive this same clout? Would he have had the same trajectory as far as his legacy? I believe the answer to that is ultimately no, because I feel like, and Rory brought, a, brought up a good point as far as 8 Mile, that propelled that legacy a lot. And I personally feel like if he were black, 
there's a high likelihood he would never even have gotten that opportunity because his story would have been more commonplace. Yeah. In the masses. Yeah, like when you talk about lyrically and the stuff you rap about, you got Tech Nine and Hopkins. So for our listeners, if y'all don't know who those people are, those are black guys who kind of sound like OM. So y'all listen to their stuff, y'all can see what, see what I'm talking about. But the fact that you don't know who they are proves the point that we we're talking about. And being white and talking about the stuff he was, talk- he was talking about at that point was like a shock. Like, oh, when the world is that white boy crazy? And then, like the whole thing you said with the movie, the movie blew it up too. So you got people who want really rap fans taking their sons and daughters to the movie. Oh, it's a good movie, great story. Let me go ahead and check this guy out. Um, and it, it's just one of those things where, you know, Eminem is one of those untouchable people in hip hop. We can't say he's trash because everybody's going to get mad at you. You don't even got to say he's trash, but you gotta say, if you say you don't like him, somebody's going to be mad about it. He's one of those untouchable folks. So that's that's a, a big reason why Lloyd Jamar getting a lot of this uh, backlash too because Eminem's one of those people that you just kind of leave alone. I just can't stand when people bring up Eminem's sales when it comes to defending his legacy and his, um, his greatness. Dog, when you do the research... It was suburban white kids <laughs> buying music back in the day when we was on LimeWire. Y'all got to realize, Cal in the industry, so these are facts. Yeah, yeah. He definitely <laughs> talking from experience. These, these are Personal reference. Facts. He probably yeah, talked he, to Carrie about it before the show. Say, he, he, went, he went into the vault that they got in the music vault that we can't get in. Yeah. yeah him, so. him and Carrie talked about it, and they discussed uh, it. So this everything he's saying. Resources. Oh, yeah, yeah. This, hey, this TMZ yeah. official. Nah, man. TMZ can't even get these numbers. Ah. <laughs> man. All, all this information is readily available on Google. Nah. nah. I just looked it up and it didn't. It didn't none of what you said came up. The nah. article ain't even come up about the guy that said what you said. So he must have said that at an industry party or something. Insider information. That's wild, anyway, bro. You Don't you have something you want to talk about? <laughs> nah, I'm good. Nah, I'm so I'm going to just get right down to the to it. Ain't, ain't no ain't little long drawn out questions about it or anything. How do y'all feel about people who aren't black using the word nigga? I, and it, I'll go ahead and start it off just because I got the topic moved around specifically for me. Uh, I never understood where it came from that Mexican people could use the word nigga. I don't, I don't know where it came from. Just growing up, it was just one of those things that everybody was just all right with. So I was just like, huh, all right. But I ain't never understand where that came from. But that's just kind of one of the things it is what it is. But uh, how do y'all feel about, like, other non-white, like, Asian people or uh, that's pretty much it. Ain't nobody else. So, yeah, like, Asian people or even Mexican people or Spanish-speaking people, so I won't get in trouble. How do y'all feel about those people, individuals? <laughs> word, nigga. Hey, hey, chill. No, no Kawhi jokes right now. We're not talking about basketball. I had a, I had a laugh, man. I was laughing off. Oh, I forgot I had my mic muted. So, but uh, I can start that off. I feel like uh, I don't like when anybody say nigga. I don't even like when white people say Jamaican. So it, I feel like if you if you're not black. It's one of those things because old heads don't want nobody saying that at all. Sorry, Grandma. Word, Grandma. Uh, but at the end hey, of the I'm, day... I'm definitely going to send this clip to her just so she can curse you out. She probably won't <laughs> curse you out, but... Well, he had valid points. But yeah. No, but I feel like like when Q was saying... I used to always get mad when like the, the Spanish kids talking about some nigga this, nigga that. But one, you don't need sound right saying it. Like I don't, I don't like that. I, I just don't like when... Like we, they don't have they make your own thing, get your own thing. Like we, we, we've been through some things, and you know, we, we try to take that word and use it for ourselves, and then like keep keep the white folks out of this. But you got the Mexicans, the Chinese, and all that. It it all boils down to you know when people say acting black, like you know how other cultures when you know they really into hip hop and everything, and they want to hang around us, they quote unquote act black. That's what this all comes from. You're not seeing like a regular. I, it sounds racist. A regular Asian or a regular Mexican sitting out here just saying nigga, this, nigga, this, nigga, that, nigga, this. Hey, hey it's okay to be racist during this topic because there's no other way to really explain it. Without, yeah. yeah, you're not saying the stereotypical. Express yourself, folks. Yeah. 
you never seen a stereotypical person of their culture just saying nigger randomly. So I mean, I feel like they think that it's just one of those things where they they just too comfortable. Like they're around us, but then you see a lot of times when it's just them amongst themselves saying nigga this nigga that. I feel like one, you know, besides besides six nine, because I feel like he just uses it just at, at all in any time. Yeah, that nigga. him and Lil Pump, both of them. But uh, oh, he he said I don't listen to his music at all, so I, I didn't know. I thought he was white. No, nah, Lil Pump like Venezuelan or something like that. He from south of the south of Mexico. Uh, yeah. I ain't know that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. My my whole thing behind that Spanish folks, people that I personally know that are Spanish. When they say nigga, I be like, eh, but you know, I ain't gonna sit there and be that woke person. But hey, you know, watch what you say around me. But at, at the end of the day, I really, I really personally don't like when people are just sitting there saying nigga this, nigga that, and you're not black. SP, because I know your answer is gonna be interesting. Well, my brother, when it comes to. <laughs> because Ramadan just ended and the matriculation of all salutations. <laughs> The apocalypse of the appropriation expeditiously. It's pretty basic with me when it comes to this this topic. Um, they they shouldn't, as far as the original question, or yeah, original question as far as whites and uh, Hispanics using it. Whites, obviously, I don't like that. Uh, I don't think it. Is something that it shouldn't be done. Um, Hispanics, I believe now, I'm, I'm on the same boat with Hispanics. Uh, I personally believe it, it should only be used by African Americans. You on the what? Um, you on the what? Say what? You on the what with Hispanics? <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm on the same boat with the Hispanics. Yo, every podcast he says something, don't even realize what he said. Hey, look, it's. It's, it's, it ain't eleven o'clock yet, man. I'm I'm trying to I'm trying to draw these analogies. Nah, but, uh, <laughs> that's outstanding. But um, yeah. As far as uh Hispanic brethren, um, I believe the reason that they feel uh a passage of of righteousness to use it is uh because of our shared likeness as far as being minorities and uh, not only being minorities, but being looked at as the lower class minorities by the majority, which would be uh, uh, Caucasian. White folk. So um, I think that's why they feel like they can get a pass for saying it. I don't agree, but I, I that's, that's just the logic in my hypothesis as far as why they, they, they feel the right to use it. This is just one of those things that's been around for, I'm assuming, for a while. Because, like I said, ever since I've been hearing the word nigga, it's been coming from black people and Hispanic folk. And, like Cal said, I don't, the mo- most times when you when I hear it coming from Hispanic people, either they're half black or they come up around black people, like, totally. I'm pretty sure people in Mexico are not going around saying nigga, this nigga, that. It's just the who you're around, and like I said, for the for the individuals that were like who have black mothers or black fathers and uh, Hispanic mothers or fathers, uh, being a mix mix or biracial, I, they they get a pass is because in my book, and it's always been this for for society. If you have black, you black because that's just what it is. Except for logic, so, right? Well, no, no, he's white. I don't give a fuck what nobody says. <laughs> but that's neither here nor there. Uh, yeah, but like like I was saying, you know, I'm pretty sure you ain't gonna go to Mexico and just hear a bunch of people saying nigga this, nigga that, just off some random stuff. Or you go to China and you start hearing that. You, only time you're hearing that there, more than likely, is when somebody either trying to make a joke, be funny, or they being racist, one of the two. It's not like in their everyday conversation like it is around here. But it's just like I say, it just depends on who you grew up around and where you grew up that kind of dictates how you use the word. Because I know some Mexican people that I've never heard say the word nigga. And, it, and it's like, eh. but it's, it's, it's more so just because that wasn't what they came up around. So they, 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 just, they just don't say it because they look at it at how most people, most people would sense look at it as 
it being a disrespectful term and all that stuff. So I don't know. Nixon, what you got to say? You almost white, so. Wow, incredible. <laughs> incredible. Nah, I just um, I don't think if you you know I me, mean, you're not African American, you shouldn't say it at all. But unfortunately, our culture is we've grown accustomed to embracing each other, saying you know my nigga. It get a little racial when you hear the er. But I mean, we all been athletes and been in locker rooms most of our lives. So it's, it's not common that you, you know, see somebody from the other race say it. But I understand why older people get offended when anybody says it, because the term to them, you know, was back then, you know, it was a violent term. Like it, it meant it meant negativity in your life. And then I guess the hip hop culture embraced it. And, and we look at each other as like, that's my brother. But I try not to say it openly or, you know, too much just because I know how offensive the word really is. But sometimes even you just get caught up in the context of conversation and it just happens. Um, but I ain't going to let nobody outside of African-American community call me that at no point, jokingly, whatever. Um, heck, it was crazy. I was at the casino in AC this weekend before the game, um, the day before, not the not the morning of, the day before the game. And, uh, and uh, a white male was at the, at the table with me. And we was playing blackjack, and you know everybody was winning or whatnot. And he said, "I almost said my," but he didn't. I stopped him. He said, "My," and I said, "Whoa, whoa, what you mean?" And he was like, "Not like I said, no, nah, I don't even say it at all, bro. Like I don't know you, you know." Um, a younger me probably would have got out of character, but it ain't worth me losing, you know, anything at that point. But he didn't say the word, but I heard him say "my," so I know for a fact that he didn't said it before. Cause he tried to explain to himself, and then he ended up apologizing about it. But it was just crazy, like how it happened like that. Oh, go ahead. No, I was just about to say it's a, it's an interesting, interesting thing. It's funny because I seen something the other day, where it was a, uh, it ain't got nothing to do with this, but as far as the people of color situation, how a lot of the times, a lot of the the rights and stuff that people of color have gotten have come on the backs of black folk. But then you have certain situations where other people of color get caught up or they, they still, I forgot what it was. It was, I want to say either, I forgot what the situation was, but it was a, another person of color coming, doing something negative towards a black person or a black woman. It was two women. I forgot, but it's just basically saying that we are the, all the people of color aren't necessarily on the same level. If that makes sense. It's like, Oh, just like, all, a, just like we do the uh, light skin, dark skin back in the day, <laughs> but, yeah. you, but, but equate that to the races. Yeah. This is like, you, you're not in the same, same boat per se to, to use SP's term. Uh, I struggle. I don't know. I struggle. Yeah, exactly. We don't, we didn't, nobody went through the stuff that we went through. Everybody had their struggles, but nobody's struggle was the struggle that our parents, grandparents, ancestors all the way back went through. Nobody else went through that. Like y'all, y'all came over Hispanics, here. Hispanics, yeah, but Hispanic people didn't go through that. Y'all voluntarily uh, came over here for freedom. Yeah, we got, we got. And I don't, I don't know who who else counts as a person of color besides Hispanic people. Uh, uh, Asians. It, it pretty Do they really? Any anybody that is not black. I'm mean, sorry, anybody that's not white is still. Uh, I wouldn't say colored, but you know. Because you know how they say Asian when they be like black, brown, or yellow, you know. It's oh like, yeah, it's true. Right, right, right. Yeah. So I mean. But yeah, but no, nah, hell no. Nah. Like they, they, I don't. They, I, I mean, they grew up with getting. There was it the the firstborn daughters killed or some shit like that. We talking and about they, 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 Yeah. I think that's like a specific eight group of Asians, but. Well, nevertheless, that was a little rough, but it it don't it don't uh it don't compare to. Any of that compares to what we had to go through as a people. Thus, being a lot of like I'm saying, a lot of a lot of the rights and especially especially for like women and stuff, a lot of those rights that people of color have gotten have come on the backs of African American folk. But then you got certain individuals, especially I don't know, you see it a lot more with Chinese people or not or with Asian people trying to trying to be white and. Just like the the little the little Asian chick that kicked all the black dudes out the Airbnb the other, the other day. I have no idea what you're talking about. 
I seen yeah. that on Twitter. That was wild. Yeah, Asian lady. They she had rented a she had uh, rented I guess a couple rooms in her house out on Airbnb to them. It was like four or five black dudes, and she ended up trying to kick. Well, not trying to. She actually did, but she ended up kicking them out because she was saying they were having a party, even though it was just them there, and they weren't having a party. And then they was just like they kind of got to the point where they was like, all right, we're gonna we're gonna leave. It is what it is. And then. She was standing in the door and they was trying to get privacy so they can leave because somebody had just got out the shower and shit. And then she ended up, uh, one of them was like, it says you can fit five people here. She was like, it's four rooms. But he was like, yeah, four rooms and a sofa. And then she was like, which one of y'all monkeys sleeping on the sofa? And I was like, I just got mad from your explanation. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, what the fuck you talking about? Like she said it and won't no hesitation. Like it won't know. She she came smooth out. She she didn't say it, and then I'm like, oh snap! Like try to retract it or none. She said it like she was just a full blown white lady in the '60s. And I was sitting, I, I listened to, it and I was like, bro, she wilding. Like if you, she was lucky she had the right group of individuals there because if it would have been the wrong set of people, she might have got fucked up in there. I mean, yeah, off, I think off about the it too. Uh, A lot of people try to equate. Uh wealth with whiteness too so if she, yeah if she got yeah. bread like that would she written out five room well a four bedroom you know yeah. she probably got some type of bread and she she's in that circle and yeah know. so but it, it's the, like those type of situations where you you're considered a person of color just like we are y'all went through the same stuff white people have discriminated against y'all just like they discriminated against us and everybody else but then you still pull some stuff like that so it's kind of like eh, eh, but yeah, overall, I just just don't say nigga if you ain't black, unless you like half black or something. I don't necessarily care. Again, logic doesn't count. Say, yeah, he does not. He does. He does not count. He's white. Well, that sums that up. And it's on Roy. I do like saying nigga though. I swear, cause sometimes when you have a long day, you be like, my nigga, what's good. But it's wrong. We shouldn't say that. Sorry, Grandma. It's just one of them things. It kind of is what it is, man. We just know how to live with it. Yeah. But now let's let's flip the switch a little bit. Something that uh, I like to enjoy talking about. Do boys really need their fathers in their lives to turn out right? Now, before I say that, I think all boys need a male figure. They need a circle. It does. It never just takes one dad. Um, but you do need mentors and, and, you know, coaches, grandparents, whatever it may be. In my case, it was my grandfather. He was my male role model and all his friends. They mentored me. Good, bad, or indifferent. I turned out all right. Um, so, like, I don't think you need your dad in, but in your life, but you definitely need some form of male role model or just some type of somebody you can look up to and learn how to be a man and see what it takes to be a man in day-to-day life, whether it be a good coach. Um, I had a couple of good coaches growing up. Heck, Coach Mo, Dion Pops, you know, he hell, he was a coach and from track, life, whatever. You know, I seen him be a dad, so our father, so I knew what that was. Then a lot of our friends, they parents, Q, your dad was always around, so I seen it. But then my grandpa, he made sure I was straight whenever I had to learn something. Um so you don't need your dad to be successful, but I think you do need, like I said, a male figure or a role model so you can make sure you're learning what it takes to be a man or in, in coaches, especially. What's y'all take on that? Well, I, I'll chime in because uh, I, I have my dad to speaking for that side of it. I agree with everything Rory just said. You don't necessarily need your biological father in your life, but you, you got to. Eh, it's most of the time. I'm not gonna say every every case. Most of the time, you need, like you said, some type of male figure in your life to help you know how to learn how to become a man. Because it's it's only a certain amount of things your moms or your sisters or your grandmother or uh, aunts, whatever, female wise, that can teach you about being being a man and the things you need to do. This, that, and the third. So you you need somebody somewhere that. A, help you guide you in the right even even if it's not even adult adults like older just friends or older friends or just people that you know that can kind of lead you in that direction as well 
just because it, be, it might be certain situations where you never been in that situation. And when your homeboys did because he got his dad there or stepdad or whomever. So just having that male figure in your life or the male influence, uh, so to say, is, is uh, I think, is important. Finn. <laughs> yeah, I mean, y'all pretty much covered everything. There ain't really much more that I could say on that. Uh, obviously the answer is no. Um, but like everyone said, you just need that, uh, not to be cliche, but, uh, takes a village and that's pretty much what you need as far as, uh, that male influence, that male role model ship in your life to lead you down the right path. Is, is role model ship a real word? Nah. It, okay. No, it's, it's a word right now. SP just dropped it. So. <laughs> right. I didn't know. I was confused for a second. Right. I just, I just, I just put in the entry with a uh, dictionary to uh, get that <laughs> transition. Like role but... It's like a relationship. And but with like, role models. It's like uh, a mentorship, but it's like. I wasn't even trying to let that news out, but Q done, Q done. Oh, screwed it up. Hey, we, we can edit that up. It's crazy. <laughs> Q, hey, Q out here dropping the bomb and, and ain't even letting niggas know. Exactly. But uh, yeah, to kind of piggyback on what everybody said, um, kind of the same boat as Roy. My personal take on the fathers being in, in boys' lives, I feel like if you have a child, you should be in their life unless it's like something where you legally can't be in their life type thing. But at the end of the day, if if the boy doesn't have his father, as y'all said, there's other ways with mentors and things like that where they can still you know get on that straight path because at the end of the day, single mothers pretty strong so a lot of a lot of the people that actually do well in life actually come from single parent homes things like that and nothing wrong with being a deadbeat man i'm a deadbeat this dude <laughs> this guy <laughs> this dude man so do we nah, i'm just kidding do we need to say let's, 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 no let's make sure the folks at home i'm about know. to say boy <laughs> i just <laughs> seen you drive seven hours so your mama could see your boy and then take him back home with a, with a whole nother, with a, with yeah, a whole nother so don't go out like that now. So, <laughs> and then tell us yeah. until you was on the way That's a whole different situation. No, 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 my daddy, that nigga did be, but I go get into that because I don't like to bring light to that. I would say, Roy, no, no, I'm a chill, I'm a chill because I'm starting to, I'm, 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 yeah, yeah, we got no time. I'm gonna get off my soapbox, but that nigga, oh, he trash. All right, and once again, thanks for Anchor uh, for that sponsorship ad. So we're going to move on to our way too early NFL divisional picks. Um, so we're going to go around real quick and ask everybody who they have one in each division. Um, we're going to put this on wax, so when the season's over, we're going to know if you're right or wrong. So we can go ahead and start with Q. Who do you have one in the, uh, each division? All right, uh, AFC East, I got New England, obviously. Uh, AFC, AFC South. That was a, that was a tough one. I was kind of I was kind of between uh, Houston and Indy, but uh, if if uh, what's the name Lux stay healthy, I'm gonna go with Indy. Sorry, SP. <laughs> Andrew Lux stay. <laughs> okay, <my bad. laughs> AFC North. I'm gonna go with Baltimore, just because I don't want Cleveland to win. AFC West, I'm going to go with KC. NFC East, I'm going with I'm going to go with Philly just because I don't believe Washington could hold on and the Giants. And I'm obviously not picking Dallas. So, Philly, NFC North, I'm going to go with uh, Chicago again just because their defense is spectacular. NFC South, uh, I'm still going with New Orleans. I kind of think Carolina might do a little decent if if Cam uh, is healthy, but you know. <laughs> Cam Newton. Healthy. Yeah, exactly, exactly. But nah, New Orleans there, and then the uh, NFC West. I'm gonna go with uh, the Rams. I don't, I don't really think anybody else gonna do much. Seattle. I don't know. Ru- Russell is too busy being an excellent father and husband, so I don't think they're gonna do a whole lot. And uh, that's all my 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 picks. And uh. I'm about to leave, so I will see you niggas next week. Thank oh, you, everybody, for uh, tuning in. Thank you, everybody, for tuning in to Council in the Clutch. And uh, 
Oh, yeah. No, I'm joking. All right, gentlemen. Sorry, Grandma. All right, Kevin. Right, <laughs> SP, who you got, man? Hmm, as far as the division winners for the NFL, we can start with the NFC. Uh, NFC North, I got the Packers. I think Aaron Rodgers will bounce back this year uh, and surprise a lot of folks. As far as the NFC South, I got the Panthers. I like I like a couple of the additions that they made, especially uh, Gerald McCoy down there on the line um, that helped. He'll help uh, that linebacker and that nice linebacker core they got out. The secondary is still a suspect, in my opinion. But, hey, that's just me. Um, NFC East, I hate to do it, but I got Dallas. Um, And then, obviously, the Rams in the West. As far as the AFC, I think it's going to be a couple surprises. Uh, obviously, the, the obvious not surprise would be uh, in the South. You got the Houston Texans uh, taking that division. <laughs> then you got, uh, I would say, the second obvious one would be the Patriots in the East. Then you got one of likely the Chiefs winning the West and the Browns I got in the North as the Dark Horse. I'm going to put my money with Vegas with that one. All right, who you got, Roy? SP, I appreciate you picking my Cowboys. We are definitely going to win the NFC East. Um, in the North, I want to say Green Bay going to do something, but Chicago ain't showed me a reason to pick against them, so I'll take Chicago in the North. Uh, in the South, I don't think the Saints can do what they did last year, but I kind of want the Panthers to be successful, but I, I'm going to go with the Saints. Um, and I, I like the Bucks, but when they got well, how they did Gerald McCoy got it kind of rubbed me the wrong way. NFC West, uh, the Rams, but that's just because they they gonna be a wash because the rest of the division trash. AFC, y'all know I kind of I kind of like what the Browns is doing, um, but it's the Browns, so I'm gonna go ahead and go with the Steelers or the Ravens. I can't even pick one yet, but let's I'll go with the Steelers. Even though I think Lamar Jackson, if he can figure out how to throw the ball and they put the offense in his hands, the Ravens would be all right because their defense is still good, especially adding Earl Thomas. Um, AFC East, I'm not going to pick against the Patriots until Brady leaves, so Patriots. AFC South, uh, I don't want to say this out loud, but I like the Texans. And then the AFC West, hmm. Kansas City, but I'm going to be rooting for the Chargers to have some success. But as long as the Raiders and Broncos don't win, I'll be happy. Dang, shade. Big big time, big time. Yeah. So uh, I, all my picks were I picked with my feelings, not my uh, football No, no, ain't no disclaimer. So We're going to judge you about these picks. I might be all wrong. I'm, I, I, I was about to say, I might be all wrong. I'm going to start off with the AFC. For the North, I got the Ravens. Uh, for the South, I got the Jaguars. For the East, get the Dolphins. For the West, I got the Chargers. For the NFC, for the North, I got the Bears. For the South, I have the Bucks. For the East, I got the Redskins. And for the West, I really don't care. I mean, I I don't think I really don't care. You sure this with your, with your feelings? You must feel that low on your uh, on your team. Man. I mean, Joe Flacco was the starting quarterback, so I mean, hey. Not too much you can do with Hey, that. man, he's Super Bowl champ. I mean, so is uh, Trent Dilford. <laughs> what you mean? That's crazy because that's immediately the first name I had in my mind that you was about to say. I'm like, watch him say Trent I Dilford. Mean, hey, don't mean nothing just because you're Super Bowl winning quarterback. Just mean he was on the team. I hear you, man. All right, so um, this week, Commissioner Adam Silver of the NBA, uh, he was bringing up some, some topics and suggestions about uh, how to keep the regular season interesting because, you know, a lot of people just be taking game off for quote unquote load management and just not giving it all. So he's been thinking about having some uh, kind of tweaking the regular season schedule uh, since, you know, around all-star break, most players don't really play, you know, the players who don't make it, they go on, they go on vacation the players who actually go, they kind of, they kind of half heartedly play through the game. So he's been talking about trying to implement some soccer style things where uh, there could be a mid season play in game, a preseason, um, Sorry, not midseason play in, but a preseason uh, playoff uh, tournament, 
a midseason uh, tournament and then possibly playoff to get into the playoffs, um, kind of like baseball style. So he's trying to implement – he's doing some research, not trying to implement it yet, but he's doing some research about how to get these things kind of the best where he's not really taking too much away from the advertisers or taking uh, action for too much from the players. Um, do y'all feel like a format change will help out with the NBA at all? Yeah, I do. Um, I think it will help out as far as making the regular season games between, let's say, the beginning of the season, well, let's say like November, December, January, all the, prior to the All-Star break, I guess you could say, um, from one month in. I think the games would be more interesting, especially if you had that mid-season uh, title and those games leading up to that point are uh, predicate whether or not you had the opportunity to play in that uh, tournament. I think I think it'll make a change. It'll make it because uh, anytime I feel like you put the the pressure on the athletes or you make the the stakes higher, then it's gonna it's gonna lead to more entertainment or better entertainment. I guess I could say. Yeah, I feel you. I feel like you got to get the players that want to play though. That's going to be the tough part because it's kind of like at this point, it sounds gimmicky because at the end of the day, NBA players are just trying to make it to the end of the season. They're trying to make it to the playoffs. But I, I like I, – I personally, out of all those options, I like the uh, postseason play-in. I like that better. Like you take the yeah closest records of, let's say, the teams that's borderline eight, you know, just had them play like a quick little, little single elimination tournament. Whoever wins, get in. You know, that'd be dope. Because you would have saw like the Lakers possibly try to get a bid, you know, this year. Um, so you know, they say when certain teams are good, the NBA is good. Same with the NFL. So I, I think that'd be dope. Like if you would have saw the possibility of LA somehow squeaking in there, you know, I'm be a little biased, but Sacramento squeaking in there, or you know, whoever was close on the East side, um, even though that team would probably lose. Granted, but it's still that hype that you don't have right now. It's just. All right, we already know he ain't gonna make it pretty much before the last week's over. You know, let's get ready for the playoffs. What you think, Roy? Um, I kind of like the play-in form, but I also, you know, um, baseball, well, minor league baseball at least, they use a kind of like a split season system where they play the first half of the season and then you can clinch a playoff. If you win the division in the first half of the season, the records reset for the second half of the season. And then that's the also the playoffs or like playoff seedings are given out that way. So I think that could be something that the NBA could use that would be kind of clever. Instead of having a tournament like All-Star Break or whatever, they could literally just, hey, the whoever has the best division record at before All-Star Break, those teams are locked into the playoffs. Records reset for the second half of the season, and then you you fill out the rest of the playoff seeding based off of those teams. So just because so even if you win the first the first half of the season, you still playing for playoff seeding in the second half. But you, at least you know you'll be in the playoffs regardless, whether it's the eighth seed or whatever. I was gonna say I thought you were saying like lock in already because I was gonna say yo with teams who make that big trade, that might hurt or help. Yeah, no, that's why I said you can't you, you can't lock in your position, but you can guarantee a spot in the playoffs. So say for instance the Spurs, we win in the first half of the season, we go like twenty one and twenty one and ten, whatever. We win the division, but the records reset. Now in the second half of the season, hell, we go zero and forty, but we still gonna be in the playoffs. But the seeding will be based off of our zero and forty record, so that'll clearly put us in the eighth spot. You see what I'm saying? But then everybody else, yeah. the other seven spot, well, the other four spots will be up for grabs, and if the same team wins twice. The second place in that division will make the playoffs based off of well, whoever you know, based off a of playoff seat. Yeah. yeah, I think that could work to keep teams interested because that way you really got to play both halves of the season, and you can stop the uh, tanking. Yeah, because they tried it this year and they gave like the odds. They kind of did like the new formula where top three teams had the fourteen percent. Mm-hmm. Everybody just knew the Knicks was going to win. Yeah, uh, win the lottery to get Zion. Meanwhile, every like three teams had fourteen percent don't really quite work like that. <laughs> so, I mean, number, numbers don't work that way. But, I mean, I think at the end of the day, um, you know, it, every time something new happens, you know, you got to get used to it. But I do think the the tournaments could help out, depending on where you place them. 
All right, we about to wrap the show up. So as we come to a close, let us let us get into this. What's uh, what's some wild summer predictions y'all got? I'm gonna drop the first one. Rick Ross finally gonna drop Porter to Miami too, cause I'm still waiting on that jump. Um, and Trump gonna get impeached sometime this summer, probably in August. Trump definitely not getting impeached. Nah, he not. Wishful thinking. Bro, yeah. over in the UK is making an ass of himself. Uh, that's of no surprise. It's not. Y'all president, though. Who's president? Y'all, boy. I ain't vote for the man. Prove it. <laughs> I don't think he can do that. Ah, legally. All right. Ah. Not legally. <laughs> you see what happened last time when Obama left. We got reelected. People trying to prove their vote. My wild summer guy. prediction. Haha Davis, uh, his his new single that he just dropped, that joint gonna go gold. I'm lost. I, I heard him drops a single, but I don't think it's gonna go go. You said wild, never mind. Hmm? <laughs> oh yeah, wild it is a wild, but it is wild. Gold ain't that hard to do though. That's that's my point. Oh, the take I mean shit, he already he already got what? A couple million followers on it. I don't know what his Instagram following count is, but I'm sure it's over a million. So you got to counter that in, and then you know what I'm saying people, people listening to the song more than one time. That's that counts as more than one stream, bro. It's gonna add up. But it's at like thirteen fifty streams for one sale, and yeah, thirteen fifty for one sale, and then you got you got to make five hundred thousand for gold. That's a lot of streams. You're gonna have to be pushing it. Yeah. I don't have no yeah. faith in that, so Yeah, that's that's a that's a lot of numbers. I ain't even heard it. I ain't even know. So I'm gonna go listen to it. Duval had dropped it on his page, but I hadn't listened to it yet. It ain't nothing like no uh like Duval joint. No, nah, it ain't. Yeah, I I have no wild predictions, man. I don't know. That's it then. We out of here. Oh, I might get we cuffed right. this summer. That's another wild prediction. Wow. So you might get cuffed? Tell us more. <laughs> Tell us more, <laughs> Sterling. Nah, it's just this is that's just a prediction. Nah. Is that nah. a is that a is that a wild prediction or is that a prediction? It's a wild prediction. Nah. Right. He go he go send that clip to the Instagram story. Don't worry about it. <laughs> nah. <laughs> I ain't gonna I ain't gonna be there. <laughs> Straight up. I'm not going to be here. <laughs> <laughs> hey, shout out to Dion, man. Forevermore's Barbershop. Y'all at the crib. Pull up on my dog. Every time I see him, he in there cutting somebody. All hours of the night. Even if he ball, get that wave. Over that weave. Ah. Let my man hook you up. Ah. Get that non-disclosure form signed. Because you <laughs> <laughs> ah. on your head. On your head like that wig. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> for shoot, man. Uh, appreciate y'all for listening again, man. This is actually a first. We wrap before ten o'clock. I don't even know how long this episode gonna be, but uh, appreciate y'all listening. And uh, once again, whatever QB saying at the end. Yeah, drop the beat, DJ.